for the people listening on the podcast later tonight, I'm holding one finger up. So the people watching this live edition of the YouTube show, which I'm hosting right now, they can see it. People watching the recorded version can see it. And again, if you're listening, I'm holding one finger up. One representing that digit, that number, because that is all that separates the Golden State Warriors from winning their fourth world title in eight years. It was considered by most to be improbable. The mission is not over yet, but they're damn close. And this tonight on this post-game live reactionary show, I'm going to break down a game that was way closer than I personally thought it should have been. Nerves were frayed again. <laughs> Anxiety was through the roof, but the Golden State Warriors pulled it off. And they now hold a commanding 3-2 to two series lead in the NBA Finals. Again, just one win away from their fourth world title in eight years. I'm Cyrus Satsas. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Arcade One Up. Bring home a slam dunk. Introducing NBA Jam Shack Edition from Arcade One Up. Pre-order now to play with legends. Arcade One Up is the place for authentic gaming experiences featuring licensed retro games from the golden age of arcades. I'm Cyrus Sotsas. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. You can follow the program on Twitter at LockedOnDubs. Folks, the Golden State Warriors won this game tonight, 104-94. What a game it was. A lot of improbabilities happened. Chief among them, Stephen Curry dropping a donut from the three-point line. I mean, if you, if you had told me before this game started that Stephen Curry would go 0 for 9 for 3, and the Warriors would still win this game in rather convincing fashion. They really should have dominated this game. It was closer than it should have been. But regardless, if you had told me that before the game started, that Stephen Curry was going to go 0 for 9 from 3, without telling me the result of the game, I would be freaking out. I would suddenly be thinking, oh my God, the Warriors are going back to the Garden down 3-2. But despite that, thanks in large part to the heroics of Andrew Wiggins, who had a monster game tonight. He was easily the best player in this game. He played 43 minutes, matched up in large part on either uh, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, and did a masterful job, not just defensively, but on the offensive side, even though his three-point shot was not going in. He was 0 for 6 from 3. Him and Steph combined were 0 for 15 from beyond the arc. Andrew Wiggins still poured in 26 points and added 13 rebounds to lead the way. This was just, it was a tight game. The Boston Celtics came out in the third quarter, a, a quarter that the Warriors have dominated pretty much this entire postseason. On tomorrow's show, I'm going to break down uh, a lot more of these stats. Again, this show is just an immediate 
post-game live edition, mostly reactionary. I'll give you some stats, obviously, but the the minute details will be on tomorrow's show. Kevin Dan is going to join me along with former Warriors head coach and general manager Gary St. Jean making an encore appearance on this program tomorrow. I'm super excited for that. But uh, the Celtics gave, you know, they, they gave their best shot in that third quarter. The Celtics basically gave their all in that third quarter because by the time the fourth quarter started they were gassed i mean really a lot of players on both sides were spent energy was gone a huge reason i think why stephen curry went 0 for 9 from beyond the arc was because of a lack of energy i think he gave so much in game four that the, the shot was just not falling for him and then on the celtic side you saw them just literally throw their best punches in that third quarter and for Jordan Poole to basically erase a Celtics lead with that buzzer-beating shot to end the third, his second buzzer-beating shot of the NBA Finals, Jordan Poole is doing his part. The Warriors did not need him to come out and give them 20, 30 huge points. They just needed him to give enough. They needed him to spell Stephen Curry. They needed him to pour in those extra points when needed. His defense tonight was actually okay for once. And the Golden State Warriors now have a 3-2 lead in the NBA Finals. One game away from, again, their fourth world title in eight years. Possibly the most gratifying of the four world championships. 2015 will always hold a special place in my heart. But if they finish this off, and I, and I, I am very confident that they're going to, there's a very, very high probability they're going to finish this in game six. Because who wants any chance of a game seven where anything could happen. So I, I've the Warriors are going to pull out all their stops. They're going to empty their chambers. They're going to give it their all and try to finish this in game six. What a game tonight. These two games, games four and five, these will go in the annals of the history books, not just for the Golden State Warriors, but in NBA history. When you look back, 10, 20 years from now, and they're playing those old videos of all-time great games, you're going to be seeing these two games. And you're going to be smiling again, depending on how old you are. If you're a teenager, you might have kids by then, and just you'll have a nice, sweet smile on your face telling your kids about this special moment. If you're older, you'll just be older and still loving it. But these are really special moments if you're a fan of the Golden State Warriors. And if you're just a fan of basketball, I do hope you're appreciating just the all-out effort, the performance, the grit, the fact that these human beings are giving their all on that basketball court and they're playing the highest level of performance when it comes to the game of basketball. I want to play some chat here right now real quick. I mean, uh, read some, some comments and questions from the chat. Alexis Torres, you were first in saying, let's go Dubs, damn right. What a game for the Golden State Warriors tonight. What a game. Sandris Rux writes, they made me nervous. Yeah, I didn't feel nerves in all honesty until the third quarter when uh, the Celtics erased a 12-point halftime lead. I hope I got my math correct there. Let me look that up real quick. But uh, I, I, yeah, I got a little nervous at that point as well. Um, because what the, what the Celtics did in that third quarter is was – Nearly identical, I mean, not in terms of the point values, but in terms of just the momentum and the impact, it was almost identical to what the Celtics did in game one in the fourth quarter. It was that same kind of energy, it was that that same kind of spurt 
but this time the Warriors were able to survive it. This Celtics team is damn good. I, I have to give them respect. And for any Celtics fans who come on here and think I'm being arrogant, and I am sorry for that, I don't try to be arrogant. It's just I happen to cover the best team in the NBA, one of the greatest teams in the history of this fine sport and this league. It's hard not to sound arrogant talking about this Golden State Warriors team. They're just, they are greatness personified. But this Celtics team is damn good. They are really good. And I don't think for a second they're going to let up in, in game six. The Warriors are going to have to really give it their all again to, to end this series. Well, look at my mom jumping in. Hi, mom. Yes, it was an awesome game. Thanks for always, thanks as always for your support, mom. I love you. Um, let's see what's going on here in the comments. Strength in numbers 2021 writes, Sai, come on, Sai, lock in. I told you we standing on E Warriors in six. We got to attack the basket more next game. Sounds good. Yeah, attack the basket more. Sure. They also got to make their shots. Because if the if there's one thing the Warriors were not doing tonight, and this is where Clay Thompson really has to get his due as well. He made some huge baskets in this game. That last three pointer uh, was the one that really put it away, and and sealed the deal. But for the night, Clay Thompson, by the way. He put in 40 minutes. And, and again, I, I know this is a tired story to, to repeat. It's boarding on cliche now, but for Clay Thompson to, to have just celebrated his three-year anniversary of blowing out his ACL in the NBA Finals, and that was just the first of two catastrophic injuries. Right when he's coming back from that, blew out his Achilles. Quite possibly the worst leg injury an athlete can suffer. And... For him to be standing here three years later to and standing proudly, I might add, not just from his tremendous defense. He was playing some great D. The defense that he played in the fourth quarter of game four carried over tonight. There were quite a few plays where I saw Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, even Marcus Smart trying to attack the rim. And they were getting by him earlier in this series. But Clay was pulling out something extra in terms of energy tonight. And he was staying in front of his man. And then offensively, he finished plus 13 in the plus minus, poured in 21 points, only had three rebounds, but those three pointers he made, he was five for 11 from three. And that was huge. He shot 50 for 50% from the field for the game. Bravo, Clay Thompson, bringing out that Rocco energy. Go home and hug your pub, dude. Appreciate that. I miss my dog, man. But anyways, uh, which is what a game. What a game. I just... My goodness, Dub Nation. I, I really hope you're you're as giddy as I am right now. Um, we got some sponsors to take care of, and I think we got a new one on tonight's show. Arcade One Up. So so Arcade One Up, and I've not had a chance to really rehearse this read yet, so I'm going to do the best I could here. The read starts with Boom Shakalaka. Isn't that... Uh, uh, oh, who's the play-by-play -play broadcaster who... Uh, who, who makes that call is the blazers old guy um for nba jams i love those retro nba games well we have big news the one the only nba jam is back arcade one up the leader in at-home retro arcade games is not only bringing the best game ever back but they're making it bigger than ever with a wait for it Shack edition machine. And again, I mentioned a moment ago, I grew up playing NBA Jam, both at the arcade and at home. 
Look, people are obsessed with NBA Jam, and I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic, jump clear across the court, set the ball on fire in one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. They skip all the boring aspects of regular season and official NBA basketball and just stick to the good stuff. Compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. You can pre-order now from ArcadeOneUp.com. That's Arcade, the number one, up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade One Up is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like Golden Tea. Oh my God, that's a that's a game I used to spend hours at at a what was that bar in Chinatown in San Francisco? We used to always hang out at the that had the Golden Tea in there. Anyways, Mortal Kombat, another classic. Many others starting at just three hundred ninety nine dollars. And check this out: they're giving away an NBA Jam Shack Edition to a locked on listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. You've got till July 8th to enter to win NBA Jam Shaq Edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. Who are you going to play with? You are locked on, Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The ultimate NBA mock draft starts June 16th with over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. The Locked On NBA Big Board draft experts plus the Odyssey insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search ultimate NBA mock draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick. I'm Cyrus says Let's get back to the chat and see what people are talking about tonight. Look, Andrew Wiggins, I'm seeing his name mentioned a lot. Scott Miranda uh, pumping me up. I'm going to try to pump everyone else up saying, let's go, Cyrus. Keep the energy up. Absolutely. This series is not over yet, uh, but they are up 3-2. All the momentum is pushing the Warriors behind their back. They've got this. They just got to finish the job. They are clearly the better team. Um you know, I've, they are. I mean, I just, I just don't know how to say. I mean, the Celtics, again, are damn good. They're damn good. But that just makes what the Warriors are doing that much more special. Tiffany Jones writes, Andrew killed it today. You're absolutely right. Uh, Alfo Tino writes, hey, Cyrus, uh, have realized that it's bad mojo for Connor to come on the day of a game. <laughs> are you referring to Connor Letourneau? <laughs> oh, come on, man. I can't subscribe to that level of bad juju, but it's noted. Uh, by the way, Stephen Curry, uh, speaking of the juju, I don't know if you folks saw that. A reporter made him aware that the Warriors were 3-0 in this series when he wore his uh, purple editions um, of his Under Armour shoes. And I believe Steph switched his shoes at halftime. Uh, maybe someone in the chat could confirm that. But I do remember Jeff Van Gundy bringing that up. That is comedy, man. But no, Connor Turno is—he's he, great, dude. He's my—he's my boy. Uh, I don't know when he's coming on next, but again, tomorrow Kevin Dan is going to come on, and Gary Saint Jean, former Warriors head coach and general manager. <laughs> 
That is funny, though. Shane West writes, Golden State Warriors players ate their built bars. No wonder why they won. Damn Skippy. I love the built bars. The, uh, the, the chocolate peanut butter granola is my hands-down favorite. The other ones are just a little too chewy for me. Uh, the moment I tried the granola, I was like, this is my spot. This is my jam. And they're such a great snack, especially if like I got the munchies and I don't I, you know, I don't want to eat like bad stuff and put on weight. Um, they're packed with protein, so it just makes you feel full fast. Anyways, uh, and, and Shane, giving the built bars love. Um, thank you. Uh, Rain King GW writes, Wiggins going to the rack is a beautiful thing. Damn right. You know, it, the, the Celtics, when they play the heat. uh in the Eastern Conference Finals, and even in the Eastern Conference Semis with Giannis. I'm not comparing Wiggins to either Jimmy Butler and certainly not to Giannis, but uh, what he's doing is emulating their mode of attack. Um, he's got a similar physique, certainly to Jimmy Butler. They're both in that 6'7", 6'8", range. Um, you know, they're small forward-type bodies. They, you know, they've got a good, not great outside shot, but they're just inc incredible physical specimens, incredible, incredible athletes. Um, they've got tremendous verticality and it's just incredible that Wiggins is finally tapping into the potential that he's always had. He just had to find the right fit and this Golden State Warriors team is it. Um, so he's kind of, you know, modeling what Jimmy Butler was doing, which is just getting into that paint and kind of challenging and testing Robert Williams, the third uh, Al Horford is not going to block him. Al Horford, first of all, is certainly exceeding, um, my expectations for him. He's playing one hell of a series. He's annoying as hell. Uh, but, you know, if he's annoying to someone who loves the Warriors, he's doing something right. But Robert Williams III, Robert Williams III is the real deal. He is a tremendous defensive player. And for Wiggins to basically just challenge him, one thing he did early tonight, I noticed, was he decided to put the ball up in the air a little earlier to, pre to prevent Williams from uh, having success blocking it. Um, but by the end of the game, he was just kind of saying, screw it. And then in the fourth quarter, that monster jam, uh, you know, which brought memories back to the Western Conference finals. And, you know, not not quite the same as that that monster slam on Luca, but he just got up there and he really, really just threw that rock down. Andrew Wiggins, bravo. And I will say this about Andrew Wiggins as well. If the Warriors finish the job as expected, and, and you know it's not over yet, but it's I mean, look, the Warriors have have the momentum going for them. They are the better team. They have the experience to win a world championship multiple times. Um, and and if they finish the job, Andrew Wiggins has to be a long term part of this. When you win a world championship with a crew, that changes everything. Um, you know, I don't want to start getting too into the off season yet. I mean, the the Warriors still have to finish business here. Um, but Wiggins is earning his place. And if the Warriors do finish this, this, uh, this trajectory that they're on, which is winning their fourth world title in eight years, got to get one more. But if they do it, Wiggins has to be a long-term part of this. I mean, it's, it, it, when you win a world championship, that changes everything. Uh, you suddenly enter a point where you're no longer worrying about your off season because your biggest worry is just keeping the pieces you have. Um, so what a game by Andrew Wiggins. Um, Chris Matthews here writes, this isn't last year. Uh, can't just throw the kitchen sink at Curry and win the game. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, there's too much depth on this team. Again, you're right. Uh, you have too many players that can contribute. You're absolutely right. And then of course, Andrew Wiggins, who is just phenomenal. Um, it was just an amazing game. 
Uh, Arturus Ubonis writes, Cyrus, are we winning this series without Gary Payne the second? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm incredibly happy he came back. I, I, I'm still a little surprised he didn't play in game one, given what his dad said. Uh, this could have been finished in five if he did play in game one. I, I think somewhere they could have, they could have, I think they could have still won without him, but it would have been so much tougher because Gary Payne II is showing his value. He's showing his worth. Again, he's just a very smart player offensively. Um, he's not super skilled, but I believe he hit that one three-pointer. Let me look at his box score tonight. Because again, uh, Gary Payne II is just not a player that's going to impress you statistically. He's going to—he's a player that impresses you based on his effort. Uh, you know, he did have a couple of really important steals, um, and he did have a great offensive offensive game tonight. In fact, he—I believe he led the team in plus-minus at plus sixteen, finished with fifteen points, had three huge steals, um, had five rebounds. Uh, and he went one for three from beyond the arc, but that one three that he made was huge. Um, I don't know. I do think they still could have won the world championship without him, but with him, it certainly makes life a lot easier. And I really hope the Warriors do what it takes to keep him. Um, again, as I've mentioned before, the Golden State Warriors own Gary Payne the second's early bird rights. What that means is, is that uh, when the offseason comes, they have two avenues to take with him. They can either, either offer him, the mid-level exception, that amount has not been determined yet. Um, but I've heard cap experts indicate that it's going to rise to approximately $10 million a year, which is nearly double what the mid-level exception is now. Or the Warriors can offer Gary Payne II uh, a contract in the two- to four-year range. It would have to be guaranteed at 105% um, of the league average salary. Um, which is going to be projected. I don't know what that number is yet, but it's projected reportedly to be also in that $10 million range. Um, so in theory, the Warriors could offer Gary Payne the second a contract uh, anywhere from two years, 20 million to four years, 40 million. Um, and I think that's going to depend on what other offers he has coming in. Clearly he is a perfect fit for this team. And let's just hope that happens because I love Gary Payne the second um, and I feel like he's a really important part um, of this whole equation in terms of the Warriors' success. Um, moving on to the comments here. Uh, JT looked terrible in the fourth. I think you're referring to Jason Tatum. And a lot of that was just, it was two things. One is the Warriors' defense really clamped up. For some reason, the, the Celtics won the aggressiveness battle in the third. Part of it was they were just a wounded animal. I mean, I mean, this is a team fighting for their life. And, and they really just gave every ounce of energy they had in that third quarter and they briefly took the lead um definitely raised the nerves for a lot of people um but you also saw the the downside to that in the fourth quarter which is that jason tatum was winded he was gassed um again which which could have contributed to stephen curry having a horrible night from three from the three-point line uh, he finished 0 for 9 but jason tatum you could see him and jalen brown and most of those celtics players just gassed by the end of that game uh, one thing I haven't mentioned yet, by the way, and I don't know why it's taking me this long in the show to mention this, is that the Warriors are the first team in the playoffs to give the Celtics a two-game losing streak. Talk about a massive accomplishment. They had to do it after they lost game one, and they did it. So now all they got to do is win three in a row. <laughs> and they don't have to do it. They could also, I mean, let's, you know, again, I don't think anyone wants a game seven situation uh, I really do think the Warriors are going to give it their all to try to finish this uh, Thursday night 
um, at TD Garden and put them away. But, you know, if it goes to a game seven, at least it's back in the friendly confines of Chase Center. But the Warriors have been the Celtics now two games in a row, the first team in the postseason to do so. Today's episode, by the way, is brought to you by Rock Auto. In these times, you know, any opportunity to save money is huge. Um, and with the ever increasing model of makes and, and models for cars, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. And Rock Auto, I mean, gas prices are psychotic. I do not know what's going on there. Inflation is just making a lot of people grumpy because it's hitting our wallets and our pocketbooks. So Rock Auto is a great place not only to save money, but also to avoid all that pointless and intimidating questioning from a your auto parts store like, if you have a Honda Odyssey, is it an LX or an EX? And you got to wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. Well, all he needs is a computer. You can just sit right at home. You can even use your phone and just go to rockauto.com and save a lot of time and money. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? An example being a Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 from a chain store, just $216 from Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com you are locked on warriors your daily golden state warriors podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day thank you for making locked on warriors your first listen every day we are free and available Wherever you get podcasts, we're also free and available on YouTube. Make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and the author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and of course the big boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Let's go through all these chats as, I, as we, we start to wrap things up. I'm going to go jump on the Krug show after this for a little bit. Continue the celebration. Um, Sandris, you write, how have I been? I'm getting there. I'm, I'm, I'm on the upswing from the company video. I'm still coughing up some stuff, but my energy is not as low as it was. And I'm I'm on the mend. I'm, I'm getting there. Thank you so much for asking. Um, Carla Davis writes, you got to give it to me. I've been panicking. You have been confident. Look, man, I mean, when you cover a dynasty like the Golden State Warriors and when you've been covering basketball as long as I have, I just... There's something very special about this team, and and Stephen Curry um, personifies greatness. I just can never bet against that, um, and he's thankfully proven me right. Uh, so, but yeah, of course. I mean, I you know, it's it's uh, I, it was weird seeing a lot of people write off the Warriors after Game Three, um, given that the Warriors had been down two one on numerous occasions in the playoffs, only to turn it around. They've been down three one. And have come back from that as well. This is just a very special, very talented group of individuals. And in a sport that is a team sport and not an individual sport, it's just very evident, 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 evident to me that the Warriors as a collective 
are just superior. They, they, you know, they, they, the chemistry that is, is something I've been hyping up since the beginning of the season. These are individuals that are comfortable with each other, that like each other. Um, they all buy into the system. They understand the system and they have all the perfect uh, pieces um, to fit every part. And so uh, it's, it's just, this is a great team. They're a dynasty. So I, I just can never bet against that. Um, now, Alfatino writes something very interesting, which is game six clay. And this could be set up for Clay Thompson to close the door on the Celtics and bring home the fourth world title in eight years Thursday night. Let's hope it happens uh, so we can celebrate sooner than later. Um, and not to mention, again, if it goes to a game seven, anything could happen. I still have confidence the Warriors would win a game seven, but who knows, right? I mean, it's it's when it comes down to one game, uh, a fluky night could make the difference in a whole series. And it's just not something I, I would personally would want to bet on um, or would want to have the, have the series go to. So let's hope the Warriors finishes in six. Uh, John Jay writes 15 points, five rebounds, three steals, a team high plus 16 for Gary Payne, the second Gary Payne, the second. I mentioned that just a moment ago. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I know that on, it was, what was really funny is uh, on Twitter, uh, I've never gotten so much negative feedback from people in my life until this postseason. And, and you know, the, I didn't hear much from that many Nuggets fans. Um, I did hear quite a bit from Grizzlies fans. For some reason, Mavericks fans were swarming the YouTube page, were swarming my DMs. Uh, and then and then in this NBA Finals, I'm hearing from all these Celtics fans um, very like publicly, like just coming out and attacking me, saying like, you're such a moron for, for thinking that Gary Payne the second is going to make a difference for Nemanja Bielitsa is going to make a difference. And, you know, I just, all I would tell them is you just have not been watching this Warriors team. This is a team that, uh, you know, the adage strength in numbers rings true. They, they have tremendous depth and, and thankfully they've been utilizing it because it is a huge strength. Um, and they get, they get really quiet by the way, when the Warriors win, <laughs> um, Scott Miranda writes, what are your thoughts on Andrew Wiggins for finals MVP? No chance in hell. Dude, let's just uh, drop that notion immediately. Stephen Curry, if the Warriors win, whether it's in six or seven, is your finals MVP. Um, yeah, tell your mates, your what would you call them? Uh, your, uh, your mates. Uh, so what are you, not Australia? Wherever you are. Um, yeah, tell them they're crazy. They are ludicrous. Um so, yeah, just to run some stats real quick, just to wrap this show up. Um, just again, I mean, it's this was just a fantastic game. I took a few notes here I want to cover real quick. Um, I thought it was interesting. Draymond Green going to the bench in the fourth quarter. Um, he went to the bench because of foul trouble. But I think part of that was also uh, Steve Kerr um, trying to repeat the same pattern that he followed in game four, which is, to take out Draymond, who did play better offensively tonight, um, much better actually by his standards, especially. But uh, what what I was thinking when he was on the bench and Gary Payne the second was out there, I was trying to put myself in the Celtics' shoes for a second, and just looking at this Warriors team and going, "My like, my God, you, you already have like Gary Payne the second out there, who is just a, a, a total pest." This guy clearly is a defensive savant. Andrew Wiggins is giving us nightmares. Clay Thompson has found himself again defensively. And let's say somehow we can score against these guys. Kevon Looney is having another fantastic game. 
then, oh yeah, they could just bring Draymond Green off the bench. We even saw Andre Iguodala for a few minutes. He didn't do much in this game, but um, uh, it's just the fact that the Warriors have this depth has to be demoralizing for other teams. Um, you know, when, when the Warriors are beating you by 10, 12 points in the fourth quarter and Draymond Green's not out there while they're doing this, that has to be just soul crushing. Um, I, I just, you know, if, if you're the Celtics, you know, I've, I've never seen them this season, certainly not since January, uh, look this defeated, the words indicated their body expressions indicated. And when Draymond was on that bench, I just thought, how much of a luxury does Kerr have here where if he wants to take Gary Payton the second out, you're not losing anything defensively because you take him out and bring Draymond Green back in. Now, Kerr actually brought Draymond back in and played him with Gary Payton the second just to increase the defensive intensity. But that's just incredible. The, the Warriors depth really, in my opinion, is the story of this team for this year. Um, I mean, Stephen Curry's the star. Uh, you know, he's on track to getting finally getting a finals MVP award. Um, but this depth uh, is just remarkable. It really is. Um, Stephen Curry in the, in the fourth quarter also hit such a beautiful floater. I don't know if you folks remember that. It was about the four or five minute mark um, that <laughs> that was just smooth because that, that was at a point in the game where Steph, who again, who did not have a great offensive night. Um, finished the game. Uh, he played 37 minutes, scored 16 points. He did have eight assists, uh, but he went 0 for 9 um, from beyond the arc, finished 7 for 22 from the field. And I think by that point, he had realized that his shot was just not falling, but he had that floater, and that was just a beautiful thing. And that that was one of like the final key daggers that put the Celtics away. It was just a, it was just a shot of beauty because it was just had perfect touch on it, hit nothing but net. Um, and by the way, I do think Stephen Curry is going to rebound. You're not going to see two straight games of Steph going anywhere near 0 for 9. Um, and I really do think that was just carryover from game four, just the exhaustion of all the adrenaline that he used in that game. Um, I don't know if you folks saw, by the way, that skirmish uh, at about the four-minute mark in the fourth quarter. I don't know if you call it a skirmish, but Draymond Green was just following Jason Tatum, uh, trying to get the ball back from him. And and both Draymond and Gary Payne the second just walked right into the middle of the Celtics bench, <laughs> just did not care. They had no qualms, no fear. Um, and, and that was a strong message. That was a mind game that both those players were playing. As, as good as Draymond Green is when it comes to mind games, when it comes to the mental battle on the court, Gary Payne II is right behind them. Uh, he was messing around with Jokic in the Nuggets series. Uh, I don't know if you folks remember that. Um, I think he patted him on the butt and just pissed Jokic off. Um, doing little things like this add up. They like the, the, the moment you have the opposition thinking about something that is not the game plan or is not the game, you are winning that mental battle. And in and Draymond and Gary Payne the second doing that, I thought it was subtle, but it was very significant. And I love that. Um, I also loved Wiggins and his 26 point effort tonight. Beside the incredible defense, beside the monster jam. He had not one, but two really pivotal floaters over Robert Williams III, um, who gave gave the Celtics a lot of minutes tonight. I, I did not think he would play this much. He ended up playing 30 minutes. Again, this was the Celtics, I feel like, were really just giving it their all. This was a desperation game for them, and it showed. Um, and Wiggins, besides that monster jam, he, he put up two floaters over Robert Williams III. He was attacking him 
time after time after time and exposed them. As good as Robert Williams III is defensively, and he is damn good, um, Wiggins is better. And, I mean, early in the game, he was he was uh, releasing the ball uh, much sooner, um, preventing Williams from, from being able to block it. But eventually, by, by the fourth quarter, he, he was no longer needing to do that. He was just putting up floaters over him. And I don't know if Williams was getting tired. I don't know if his knee was getting to him. Or I don't know if Wiggins just had a, a quick release. Um, or maybe it was just athleticism where he was jumping up high enough to, to put those hook shots uh, over Williams' head. But he was having no problems making those shots. And Andrew Wiggins' post game has evolved tremendously. So I just I have to give him so much love for that. Um, and, and again, when all is said and done, when you look at two players from tonight's game that really stick out, it has to be Andrew Wiggins and it has to be Gary Payne II. Um, and again, Gary Payne II led the team in plus minus with plus 16. Um, Andrew Wiggins finished with plus 12, but he played 43 minutes, which led all players on the Warriors side. Uh, both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum played 44 for the Celtics. Um, but Andrew Wiggins, again, beside that defense and despite the fact that he went 0 for 6 from 3, uh, he did finish 12 of 23 from the field, which shows that his two-point shot was incredibly efficient tonight. He also had 13 rebounds, and this was just his game. And then you got to give an honorable mention to Clay Thompson, who in 40 minutes of play uh, finished with 21 points, but he was 5 for 11 from three, and a lot of those threes were huge three-point shots. They were they, A lot of those stalled Boston's momentum, and a lot of those really started um, huge runs for the Golden State Warriors and just kudos. Uh, you know, Bielitsa finished with just five minutes of play, but those they were an impactful five minutes. Um, you know, Kevon Looney only played 17, surprisingly. He got in foul trouble early in this game with three quick fouls. Um, still finished plus 12 in the plus minus, only had four rebounds for the game. The Warriors, interestingly enough, got killed on the glass tonight. The, the Celtics beat them 47 to 39. But the reason why the Warriors uh, withstood that relatively easily is because they caused so many turnovers. Um, the Celtics en ended up turning the ball over tonight uh, 18 times to only seven for the Warriors. And the Warriors had 22 points off those turnovers. So, you know, even though the Celtics won the rebounding battle, it just did not matter because they were turning the ball over at such a high clip and the Warriors, it's their defense in this series that is making the difference. And it showed again tonight, holding the Celtics to only 94 points. Um, again, causing 18 turnovers, scoring 22 points off those. Um, spearheaded by, uh, you know, Gary Payne second. I think he had three steals tonight. Um, Andrew Wiggins poured in. Uh, how many steals did he have? Let me look that up real quick here. Uh, Andrew Wiggins finished with two steals. Um, and then Draymond Green had a steal as well. And Draymond, you know, given his struggles this series, all things considered, had a good game. Um, he did make, he was two for two from the line. So he made his free throws when they counted, finished with eight points, had six assists and eight rebounds, um, had a triple single, but look, a win is a win. Um, and he did play great defense out there, especially in Jalen Brown tonight. Jalen Brown uh, finished the game with only 18 points in 44 minutes of play. Um, and that just goes to show again how solid the Warriors were defensively. And again, Stephen Curry um, in 37 minutes of play. It's weird. Again, I, I said this at the beginning of the show and I'll say it again. 
If you had come to me at the beginning of this game and said Stephen Curry was going to go 0 for 9 from beyond the arc and you weren't going to tell me what the result of the game was, I would be freaking out. But it did not matter. Um, he still finished with 16 points and the Golden State Warriors are now just one win away. I'm holding that one finger up again, folks. They're one win away from their fourth world title in eight years. They're still a dynasty. This team is greatness personified. Stephen Curry is one win away from really just putting himself in a whole other level in terms of legacy. I mean, there is no doubt, I don't think in anyone's mind anymore, if if this if the Warriors win this series, because he's going to get finals MVP. I'm certain of that. And he's going to be a top 10 all-time player. And we're we're alive to see this. It's just special. It is just so damn special. Um, on tomorrow's show, uh, again, Gary St. Jean, former Warriors head coach and general manager is going to join me. Um, yes, Arturis, this team is sweet. You're absolutely right. Uh, Kevin Dana, the voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors, is going to join me. Um, we'll, we'll recap this game and preview game six. We'll have a lot more uh, data for you, a lot more stats for you. And I'm sure their perspective um, will include things that I did not cover tonight. Um, I just thank you everyone for coming in today uh, for tonight's show. I'm sorry. Um, just one hell of a game, one hell of a series. This is kudos to the Boston Celtics. You've earned my respect. You really have. You're a great team. Um, but the Golden State Warriors are a dynasty, man. They're a freaking dynasty. I mean, they're they're just. They're just incredible, and it's just it's wonderful to see it. Um, so, yeah, and, and kudos to the Chase Center crowd. They were really making noise tonight. Uh, I really do feel like they made an impact in this game as well. Um, bravo. Bravo to everyone. So, 3-2. That is a series lead. The Warriors are 1-1 away from the fourth world title in eight years. Gary St. Jean joins me tomorrow. Kevin Dana joins me tomorrow. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow. You can follow this program on Twitter at Locked On Dubs. I cannot thank all of you for watching this, for listening to this. Um, this is such a joy in every regard imaginable. I am giddy, folks. I am happy, and I hope those of you watching or listening are as well, because we're we're witnessing one of the all time greats in sports right now, folks, both individually and as a team. This is incredible. The Golden State Warriors win 104-94. They take a three-two series lead in the NBA Finals. Uh, game six at TD Garden, Boston, with Warriors having the opportunity to end the series and win their fourth world championship in eight years. Thank you, everyone. See you tomorrow. Later.